Live in the Hive with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You got good moves there, Blankers. Like you can, you can boogie. You used to dance in your day? Don't call me a carpet scissors, but I can cut rug. I regret All right. leading the segment by saying that you could dance. Here we go. Kilt it. Kilt it. Um, Highway to Hell reference. One eight seven is oh, that's well, that's well <laughs> done. You, you just you just uh, you, you saved it. You, you saved it. One eight seven two Verlander would be good for the rest of the regular season. But let's just be real; he's not a clutch pitcher in the playoffs. This is such a bad and wrong narrative. Now, if you said World, World Series, Series, right? I can't really argue it. Justin Verlander has been pretty darn good in he the playoffs. Was the ALCS MVP and has an ALCS MVP yes, like, against the Red Sox. It's it's a terrible negative or narrative that he is bad in the postseason. He's not. He's really good in the po- in the postseason. Not great in the World not Series. Not great in the World Series. We and can, he wasn't great last year. Later in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like last year's playoffs was not his career norm right. in the postseason. Wasn't I completely completely agree. Uh, Bear says, dude, lots of exclamation points. I asked y'all this on Monday, exclamation point. Hypothetical, if 40% of their funds were paid by current team in a trade to come back to the orange, which pitcher would you trade mid to top prospects for a return to the H? Verlander, Cole, or neither, and why? That's from Bear. Bear, let's explain something to you real quick, right? Because we love your support and we love your participation. But it's like when you're trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you have like six layers of bushes, to where you're trying to get your hands through all of them to decipher what you really want to see. When you send us so many messages on so many platforms, we may miss one or two. It's it's bound to happen. We love the support, but sometimes it's hard to kind of decipher and get through every one of them. I didn't expect that. So Cole or Verlander? <laughs> Cole's not tradable. Like that's that's not realistic. The, the Yankees aren't getting anywhere. rid of Cole. No, uh-uh. uh, Verlander's the only one that's realistic. Uh, you know, you can play with the retainment of the salary. You can play with like, are you sending Montero? You can play with the prospects. But I would totally be interested in reuniting with Justin Verlander. Let's also be clear for those that said, "Screw Verlander, let's go get Scherzer." Scherzer, when he had an opportunity to decline teams to be traded to. With his no trade, he declined to be traded to the Astros when they there was uh, inroads being made to try and see if there might be something to be done there. He wanted to go to the Dodgers when he went to the Dodgers, or he wanted to go to the West Coast and go to the Padres, but he specifically said he didn't want to come to Houston. I don't want that guy here. Yeah, I I don't want anything to do with uh, Two Face Max Scherzer. Two eyes, you mean? Yeah, it's weird to me. I don't want, and I don't want to root for for Max Scherzer. Like I've never been a Max Scherzer guy. I don't want him to come to Houston. And all of a sudden, I'm like trying to you know pull teeth to root for Scherzer, and he hasn't been that good this year. So I don't. People are like, well, Verlander's ERA's in the fours. His last five starts, he's been good, been really good. Was it a Bond movie? Is his favorite Bond movie an Eye for an Eye? <laughs> Throwing it out there. Yeah, I don't need rainbow eyes on you know my television Ray- screen. Rainbow. They're two eyes. different color eyes. Yeah, blue and black. I guess black's not in a rainbow, is it? No. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad call. Bad comp on my part. So, apples, oranges. 713-780-3776. Uh, 60-30. Verlander does not solve the pitching problem. Well, oh, he's better what? than Blanco. How does he not? I mean, what you're trying to do is at least get through this year and set yourself up to try and get in position to have one of the two best records in the American League and, of course, compete for a World Series. He enhances. He has not been bad this year, people. He's playing on a bad team, but even in his, his last start that he lost to Milwaukee, he left the game leading one to nothing, yeah. and then the relief pitcher came in and gave up a two-run bomb. 
he is is one of the the guys that isn't part of the problem overall. Now he's had some rough starts early. One yeah. was in Colorado. That's why his ERA's up. Yeah, but overall, Justin Verlander is still going to help you in the stretch run in the second half of the regular season and set you up for the playoffs. Now, what he does in the playoffs, we'll see. He says the the hitting's atrocious and completely inconsistent right now. Uh, I, I, look, I still think that a bat's more important than an arm. But to say that Verlander wouldn't help this team is And you silly. have the potential of getting two bats back. One that you haven't seen all year yet to see. You don't know what you're going to get from Brantley. But you certainly know that when Jordan's back in the lineup, that is a huge shot in the arm. For sure. Yeah, if he, if he can be in the lineup. I, I don't. I, you doubt that? Brantley? No, 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 no. Jordan. Jordan, no, but it could be a matter of time because he's been injury prone over the, the course fact of his that career. He's swinging. I completely think Jordan will be back before August. I think he's going to be back after the All Star break. I've, I've leaned that way yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, but to to be safe, I think he's back before August. Bar- Brantley's thing is, I think Brantley's going to get back. I don't know if Brantley's going to be an everyday starter, and I don't know if Brantley's still going to be good. That's the thing. I don't know what to expect from Michael Brantley. I do. I am still, let me say this, I'm not going to expect anything. I am hopeful that he is going to make his way back into playing for the Astros in an Astros uniform this year. But I don't know what to expect if and and when that happens because it's a significant amount of time that he's been off. And as it relates to, we know we didn't get excited when he was playing catch when everybody else did because we're like, well, it's not that shoulder. But as it relates to hitting, he needs that shoulder. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he comes back and he's the same Brantley. It's a huge boost. 2304, Tony Lone Star. He says to, to say Verlander wouldn't help this team is blasphemy. Look, there's a lot you could, like, poo-poo about Verlander. The contract, the what it would take to trade for him. But if you just plucked Verlander off the Mets and placed him on the Houston Ros- uh, the Houston Astros roster, they are a better roster. No question. We can go back and forth with the salary, the retention, what you're giving up. All of that is fair dialogue and conversation. But to say that Verlander, just pick him up, put him on the Astros, and your team's not better, uh, it's, this is not true. No, it's, that's... it's delusional. Uh, 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. All right, what we teased here. Mm-hmm. I know that you're huge on Fred Van Vliet. I'm cool with Fred Van Vliet on a two-year deal. Uh, I won't die on that hill. But you can't have him. Let's say Toronto is just bullish to keep him. They offer him the max for four years. He's not leaving Canada. What's plan B? Who's your Rockets point guard next season if Fred Van Vliet is not a Houston Rocket when free agency opens up tomorrow? I got to look at the list again to see who, what other options are out there. But for me, I think it's just if we just go position-wise before we start inserting players and names, to me, it really comes down to two positions. It's free agent, point guards, and free agent, big men. I don't want anybody that's going to cloud, muck up, or congest the ability for the young guys to get as many minutes as possible because that's where your future is. That's where you're here and now is for the most part. You need help with Shen Goon up front. Because you need a guy that can focus more on the defensive end. We know Shen Goon is an above-average offensive player. But as it relates to defense, we know he's got a ton of work to do. So I need a big that can rebound block shots, still get out in transition, and, and, and can kind of and it's going to be okay with whatever role he plays. And then I need some type of veteran point guard that can distribute the basketball, be more of a, an old-school point guard. Distribute, put the ball in players' hands, run the break, run the offense, play some defense for Adoka, and be a guy that can do the kind of things as a coach on the floor that I think Udoka, Udoka is going to require. Those are my two biggest needs, too, is a starting caliber point guard that's going to help the young players and a rotational big 
that, again, is going to help the young players. My my most important priority in free agency is getting players that are going to help the young players. Like, that is what you need to be investing in and trying to enhance. Because I think under Silas, you missed some years of development. I think that not, – not to say that you ruined anybody – but potentially could have been a little further along in their development with Ime Adoka the entire time versus a Steven Silas the entire time. So now I'm trying to play catch-up. I have Adoka here. Hopefully he can develop players. But then you're bringing in the right veterans that can develop these players as well. Uh, KPJ is the point guard. If you can't get Fred Van Vliet. I hate it. (laughs) I figured you would. I absolutely hate it. I think the most ideal lineup for this young team is KPJ at the two, Jalen Green at the three, Jabari's going to play the four. Shengun's at the five. And you need, I, I think, a veteran, experienced point guard to run the show. And when I say that, there, I have no interest in D'Lo from the Lakers. I, I don't want anything to do with D'Angelo Russell. I don't want uh, an overly retreaded Aaron Holiday, which I believe you had a year ago and just couldn't find a, a reason to keep him around. I, I look at some of the guys that are out there going, there's not a whole lot of options. But uh, I don't want to overspend. In that case, then I'm going to look more to do what we were talking about, which is absorb salary on a big contracted veteran for a year to get more picks and more opportunities to add what you need later. Tara on Twitch, he's not suggesting that this is his starting point guard. He just says, I think Ty Ty Washington played well last year, but wish we could get him more time. I think the I think the Rockets drafted over him. Like I don't really see much of a future for Ty Ty Washington in Houston. Like you just spent the fourth pick on who you hope is the point guard of the future, and you're talking like you're trying to start, you know, sign a starting point guard. So Ty Ty Washington at best right now is your third string point guard that even in three years is at best a backup. You saw him play more than me based on what he did in college. He's a combo guard, though. I think Ty Ty, he put a 50-piece on the G League See, I don't think year. he can shoot enough to be a two in the NBA, though. He can score. Can he shoot more consistently? I don't know. But I think that he has the versatility to play the one-two. So maybe as a role player on this team, there's still a role for him. But I think you're right. They drafted over him. I mean, when they took Amen Thompson, it changed everything for Ty Ty Washington. I'm sure his agent made a call almost immediately and said, uh, should we be trying to tell you to look elsewhere for us because, like I said, it's not like he can't play the game and he's yeah. still young enough that he can get better, but he's definitely down on the depth chart than he was when he was drafted in the first round. He's kind of buried, uh, uh-huh. to be completely honest. How about just a Min Thompson as your starting point guard? You just say, he's ready throw yet. him right into the Wolves. Hey, you're our future point guard, but you're going to be our point guard day one, and we're going to learn on the fly. I just don't think he's ready yet. I, I think, and I'm looking at some of these point guards, you know the re- the treads are so thin on a lot of these guys, but with like- Thompson though, like what's the negative for that? What's the negative to play him before he's ready? Because I agree with you, I think he's got a ways to go. To be completely honest with you, but I think he's high S two E. I think high S two E because he answers trivia questions I, I really well. I don't disagree with that, uh, and, and in a lot of other ways, I think his passing ability shows you he's got a good basketball IQ. I think he does legitimately, but I I don't think you want to give him too much too soon. I think that playing against grown ass men that are going to be more physical, stronger, uh, and more developed than him. Could be frustrating. I think the fact that we have all we've all been told he needs to really work on his shot, that teams are going to leave him open when he misses shots. That's going to be frustrating to him. And then learning his teammates and being able to know who likes the ball where and getting the ball to them at the right time is all going to, and a new coach as well in a new system. I think you don't want information overload and experience overload too quickly for him because you could not that you can David Carr him, but you don't want to get him in a situation where suddenly he feels de- defeated. So I, I think it's way too soon to throw him right, right into the wolves. 
Also, the the lack of shooting that Thompson has at this point, and then you're also starting him with Singoon, not not a great shooter, and then the rumored Dylan Brooks, not a great shooter. He's all right, catch and shoot. He's all right. He can make not, open threes I mean, until LeBron. The, the Lakers won a series by leaving him open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what um? What's the minute range that you want him in to have? Like, well, do you want him backup point guard minutes? I don't know that he's good. I don't know if he's ready for that yet, man. Uh, I think that maybe if he gets. 12 to 15 a game? Yeah, early. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say 15. Yeah, 12, start 12 him in 15 the teens. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. Start him in the teens. A um, couple of textures was the, some suggestions. Okay. Would settle for Trey Jones at point guard? That's from Kevin Z. He, he's how not about, bad. He's not how bad. about Trey's brother, Tyus Jones? Uh, you'll have to trade from from the Wizards, but they seem to be doing a, a tear down. They seem like he, they're motivated to move. Yeah, I was going to say mm-hmm. he was just moved once, but I'm sure he'd be open to a move again because – I didn't think the Grizzlies were going to trade him because I they think loved him there. I think he's good enough to be a starter, and they're going to need him for twenty five games. <laughs> yeah. job but, but with Marcus Smart, who's going to command a lot yeah. of minutes, yeah, I, think I can they see. Had- I can see picking Smart over Jones, but for the Rockets, like we're saying in the hypothetical where they strike out on on Fred Van Vliet, I, I think Tyus Jones call, calling the Wizards to see what you can get. I'm uh, a fan of that idea. Probably I like Tyus. Tyus. Mm-hmm. What was the names you were looking at in free agency? I mean, there's nothing good out there no, that intrigues D'Angelo you. D'Angelo Russell Gabe and Vincent. Corey Joseph. Uh, if you think DiVincenzo is a one, then you could try and think about him. He seems like he's going to go to New York. It's the rumors out there. I mean, Gabe Vincent's going to be probably overpriced, but I yeah. think Gabe Vincent's a guy, depending on the price, that I could see being a nice fit as a starting point guard. Yeah. He could shoot. He can handle it. He's, he's been in the playoffs. He knows he, he knows how to play NBA basketball. I'm not... I'm not completely against that. Woes just said on ESPN that the biggest threat to sign Brooke Lopez away from Milwaukee is Houston. the Houston Rockets. So maybe they're back I in think, the mix. I think Lopez is doing exactly what Harden did. Trying to just reduce the price. That makes sense. Kyrie Irving apparently is doing that too. I don't yeah. want Mike Conley. Yeah. The- I wouldn't hate Mike Conley. I think he's over the hill. I do too. But again, I don't really care about their production a whole lot. He is I care a about their development. Professional, so I'll yeah. give you that. That's where I'm at. Yeah. So he would be the in the like Jeremy's uh, Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. idea of the one-year kind of bridge. Yeah, maybe only even half a starting year. quarter. Maybe, maybe point 30 quarter. to 40 games. But you're, I you're... know what, I know what I'm getting in Conley. I'm getting about a 90% free throw shooter. I'm getting an above-average three-point shooter. And I'm getting a consummate professional that can really teach every young player on this roster a thing or two. And he's going to be available. Most of the time, he's available for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between him and Kyle Lowry. So I think that... Yeah. Depending on the price, if Mike Conley just wants another run around the block or two and he needs a team to do it, a one- or two-year deal with Mike Conley, it's not offensive to me, but Gabe Vincent, to me, is a guy that I would like to see in the, on this team. Free agency opens tomorrow. Who do you want to land in Houston? 713-780-ESPN, the HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. James Harden, he has uh, until 5 today to opt in or opt out. It was midnight. The TV just said 5, but the ESPN graphics are known to be notoriously wrong. So, Do you trust Blankers? Do you trust the ESPN graphics? Me personally, I trust Blankers. Yeah, I thought I read something this morning. He's got till midnight, but I would think that he's going to make that known 
sooner rather than later today. He doesn't roll out of bed until about 5 Eastern anyways. Well, it depends on what happened the night before. We're not expecting him to opt in, are we? Uh, no. Well, no, he's not no. opting in. But no. are we expecting him to well, stay in Philly? So this is the first, yes. This is the first year that Embiid gets, like, mega money. So Daryl's going to try and get creative with kind of some more backloaded contract. So he'll opt out, probably take less than the max the first year or two. But it'll probably buy him an extra year or two in Philly. Yeah, I don't think he's going to opt into this deal, but I think he stays in Philly. Do you put any stock in the Clippers' dark horse? No, they've said uh, everything they're trying to do right now is to bring back Russ. But Russ, the map right now as it, their roster stands, the most they can offer Russ is like four million dollars a year. Huh. I don't think he leaves L.A. I think he liked he liked the fit. He liked the fact that they still believed he had ability. It's just I think he doesn't. I don't think he likes the money at all. No, probably not. But I think he's gonna. <laughs> the harsh reality is he's gonna find out. There's nobody that's going to pay him anywhere close to $10, $15 million a year. No chance. Think. Tony Lone Star mentions him as a point guard for the Rockets. New chance. Love his, he, he also says don't beat him up too much. So be kind. Tony. Be kind to Tony. Tony, I'll be kind because you've limited, uh, you've paced yourself on text today. Uh, Russell Westbrook does not care for the Rockets general manager at all, and I don't think that's going to happen. Who dislikes him more, Russell Westbrook or? I know you're going to say. <laughs> Do you have an answer? Uh, James Harden. Okay. James Harden That's or Russell not what Westbrook. I was going to say. Close. I know. I know exactly <laughs> what you were going to say. Uh, any, remember that text you got a little while ago? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> any legs to the Kyrie Irving? Uh, not at all. I think that this is probably Kyrie's agent leaking this to try to create demand elsewhere. Although, like, I don't the, see him leaving Dallas. Do you? No, he's not leaving Dallas because it's the only team, and I mean this, the only team that is willing to consider multiple years at max money because Cuban's got to try and save his ass for the move that he made to bring Kyrie there in the first place. Let's not forget that Luka wasn't exactly jazzed to be playing with Kyrie. But Kyrie would love to be a Laker. The problem is the Lakers have zero funds to make that happen. And Kyrie's not interested in discounts. Yeah, I think Kyrie's going to stay in Dallas. He's going to stay in Dallas. I think he will be a Dallas Maverick uh, going forward. Uh, Kelly, actually, I want to read this text real quick because I'm curious your reaction. 1872, it might be Joe George's burner. D Rose to the Rockets to help develop the Thompson twin. D Rose would be a really good mentor, except for he has to take a roster spot and you have to pay him. Yeah, I'm out on that. I'm out. He's kind of washed. Yep. He's been kind of washed for a while. 4776, coaching staff and Thompson IQ. I love how we're talking up and Ben Thompson being high as Uh Take a chance on Simmons. He's talking about Ben Simmons. No. Uh, Thompson ready by the trade deadline. If Simmons, if Simmons performs, great trade bait. Here's the problem. You got to pay. You have to trade to get Ben Simmons. I what if they're just trying to get out of it, though? Like, what if they're getting I'm out sure of it? I'm sure they'd love to get out of they'll it. They'll attach draft picks to get out of it. Sure, but you still got to try and find, uh, uh, come within 15%. No, you don't, because you have the cash. Oh, you're under. You're under. That's right. The uh, I don't think they're going to give him away. I don't know. I think they'd like to. K.J. Martin for Ben Simmons and a bunch of firsts that you Kelly don't already said yesterday own. that they were close to trading K.J. I was curious where and for what. And they picked up his option today. For like that a little under two million, so that they can trade. Yeah, it. makes them easier to trade. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think he kind of gets roster crunched out. Uh, KJ, KJ. Yeah. What if they ex- what if they extend them? What if they go curveball, extend KJ, don't sign Dylan Brooks, trade Jay Sean Tate? Fine with it. That could I work. Rather have absolutely that. fine. I, with I, it. I like KJ, but it's just a too. it's just an investment thing. Of he's coming up for a new deal. They have a whole bunch of younger guys. But Stone, that was one of his yeah. diamonds. 
Okay, one of his good moves is he discovered Jay Sean Tate. Good moves, Alpi. Mm-hmm. The prop, and that was another one. The uh, Eric Gordon trade. I don't like it as much as you do. The, what do you the, mean? They got Cam Whitmore because of it. The, the trade. I, I'm sorry. When I got sidetracked there because of that. Um, who were we talking about before that? We were talking about uh, KJ Martin. KJ Martin. Yeah. yeah. So Jay Sean Tate, you extended him before you you had to, and I think that was a mistake. But I think he has value. But he's the kind of guy, and he's also older than people think. Yeah, twenty. But I think 20. he's more of a guy that's your three and D guy, or or just kind of like your defensive stopper on a on a playoff caliber team that that playoff teams would covet. But I think on this young team with this young roster, all he's doing is taking minutes away, and that's why you saw him in street clothes a lot this year, this last year, is because with the team the way it was and not trying to get wins. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to play Jay Sean Tate. That's why I didn't think it made a lot of sense to pay Jay Sean Tate. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I, the contract extensions he's done haven't been. They they haven't been. But you didn't have to demoralizing, but they haven't been good. Right. Like if if Jay Sean Tate good or bad contract extension, it's more bad than good. Is it mm-hmm. kill you? No. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. good or bad contract extension? It errs on the side of bad. Doesn't kill you, but it's not good. Um, I think that I mean the stone the trade though for Gordon I thought was really good. Like it's you're you're. Trying to make a trade at the deadline, you gain ten spots in the first round of the draft. If you don't do that, you don't get Whitmore. Well, the way he was sliding, you don't know. But I will say that moving up a couple slots helped that deal. You're absolutely right on that. But based on what you were hurt, it was being discussed that you could have gotten. You still had a pick in the low twenties that you could have possibly turned into him. And and Rafael Stone said they were trying to trade up. Well, it was Milwaukee's it, pick, wasn't it? It was Milwaukee and Phoenix that were going to give you a one. Oh, you're talking about the year before. Gordon, yeah, yeah the year before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's the criticism for yeah, the absolutely. Gordon trade. Fair it's the criticism. Gordon trade that they didn't make last year. Yeah, that's year. the one That's the one that I always go back to is the fact that Phoenix put the deal on the table and Stone said, I'll get back to you. And when he got back to them, they're like, no, nah, we're not doing it anymore. That's fair criticism. But I, I think that he did good this year. With the oh, I, trade. I, I totally Because he wasn't going to get a first rounder. Look, you I think, gained 10-ish spots in the draft and it. But you're, you're right, you don't know, mm-hmm. but probably don't get Cam Whitmore. In did a good did. job in the draft this year, period. I mean, he got, he, he got a player that slid to him. Well, but... But, you got, I mean, it's not... I'm trying to appease the red Kool-Aid drinkers because when I say that all he's ever done is drafted guys that have fallen into his lap with the uh, at the top of the draft, but essentially two guys fell into the lap at the top of the draft, and then one that was supposed to be at the top of the draft fell into his lap at 20. I was watching that the little short excerpt that Vanessa had with uh, Rafael Stone. Yeah. I think they're doing it on Wednesday on AT&T Sports, but she has like a little preview of the interview with, with uh, Ime and the interview Sorry. with Rafael Stone. And Rafael Stone's like, yeah, we were trying to trade up, and we yeah. had three trades in place to trade up if the other team was unwilling to take a player that they liked. And it just never really happened. Yeah, and, I saw and, that too. And he's like, every time we were trying to trade up for Whitmore. So, I mean, he did get fortuitous because you got him because he slid well, to sometimes you. Sometimes you got to get lucky too, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And part the fact of it. that you get a guy that was, again, and, and no one's going to criticize. Here's the difference no one's going to criticize taking a flyer on a guy that was rated as highly as he was coming into the draft. And then if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out because the potential was there. Where you're going to get criticized is you took Josh Christopher and Garuba when you could have had your boy from U of H, Quentin Grimes, with <laughs> one of the picks. And you could have had some guys that were picked in the same range that actually became NBA players and contributors. So 
six of one, half a dozen another in terms of did you get enough or, or, or was it just another flyer that didn't work out in those, the case of those two guys? Yeah. I think there were guys on the draft board that we know locally that could have been a better contributor to this team. For, yeah, I think he missed that, that pick. Yep. Josh Christopher pick. Fake Lamont, Kardashian's curse is worse than the Madden's curse. Fake Lamont's got, or Lamont's got a fake Lamont. That's a high honor. A couple people saying Chris Paul, he's got traded to Golden State. He's a Golden State warrior. Right. I think that even Kelly said that a week or so ago he did. with us. That, that, uh, that there's, for some reason, confusion that Chris Paul's a free agent. He's a warrior. Well, I he's, think there's He's some... sending messages to yeah. Dub Nation to try and put a Band-Aid on the bad blood of the past. I think there's some people that think they're going to buy him out. But it's like, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Other than they hate Jordan Poole, which I think is pretty clear. And they're happy he's gone. Memo to war- to anybody that thinks that. The production and the uh, of the and the plus minus of when Steph was off the floor last year was astronomical. With Chris Paul, it won't be. Yeah, they're not they're not buying him out. Four two three one Rockets favorites to sign Kyle Kuzma. Thoughts discussed it a little bit ago, yeah. but uh, we're not really on board with that because he's going to be a volume shooter. He's going to want to be the star of the team. Probably not that guy, and he's going to take a lot of usage away from the Greens, the Alpines, the Jabari. But not since Jabaris. Russ and Harden does the red carpet walk become must see TV again. <laughs> that that is true. That's massive. They would own the pregame. Yeah. I, I yes. literally never pay any attention to that. They literally made it a deal at Toyota Center where there is a red carpet and a backdrop, and that it is multiple cameras there every night to get every player walking in. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. You should look up courtside fits on Twitter. Give them. A follow I'm good. I don't October. care. It's a. I don't want to know what they wear. It's a thing. I don't want to know their fit. I don't want to know their vibe. You I want to see what they look like you on the don't, floor. That's a all lot I of people care do. about. I don't. I don't disagree. I'm the just big pink sweater got a lot of run for Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Oh, I and were, I, when I say I big pink sweater, Dick. it was big pink sweater. It was like a cool twelve XL, twelve XL. Oh, it was really big. Oh, it yeah, was really you should big. look. You should look it up. I'm you good. really need to see the big picture. Uh, I'm really good. I'm all <laughs> if you right. already saw Grady Dick, you should probably see Cal Kuzma's big uh, picture. I think sweater. I'll be okay. All right, Willa Bits. What does the Will have in store for us today? What does Sean Mapes have in store for us today? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Kibbles and bits. Kibbles and bits. I'm gonna get me some kibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. One must go. Here's Joel and Jeremy. And Joe. <laughs> no Joe today. Sean Mapes is filling the large shoes of the assistant to the regional manager. Sean has done less work than Joe usually does other things than producing the uh, the show. We were talking about... He, he the, did the multitask, guy. by the way, though. He was able to eat his lunch oh. while staying in the production room wow. and doing our show, which is kudos to Sean May. So you can chew a sandwich and run a board at the same Joe time. Joe cannot. Yeah, I can't crazy. run. Didn't even choke. I can't run and chew bubble gum at the same time. Joe has a hard time keeping a dip in his mouth and getting through a segment. I thought he was on that new stuff. I don't know, but he had a fat lip in there, and he, then he gets on the mic and goes... You know, guys, what I was thinking about talking about in this segment was, I'm like, Joe, just stop. I hope it's not, he's not doing that in secret because you just doubted him. Don't care. Some people uh, hide that from Well, he's the big dipper. There's no doubt about it. Significant others. Um, we were talking about Will of Fort- like, We're about to do Will of Bits. He, voice guy said one must go, which uh, we'll get to in a second. Sean will tell us. But we were talking about the Will of Fortune news the other day. Mm-hmm. Pat Sajak, who yes. was making around fifteen yes. million dollars a year, yep. and now Vanna, uh, Vanna, Vanna, Vanna White is asking for a raise, which she says she hasn't gotten in eighteen years. It hasn't gotten in eighteen years. Did you under? Did you uncover how much she's making? She had made three million a year. That's what I've heard too. Yes, Vanna isn't asking for fifteen million a year, but we're told her lawyer Brian Friedman is demanding half the amount 
Pat makes. She makes three million now. So Vanna wants to go from three to seven and a half for pacing fifteen feet a few times for thirty minutes. She was in consideration to be the actual host, which I could not see her doing, and I would not Why, have understood. She's blonde it. and a woman. No, I just don't. I just don't. I think there is. You need to be charismatic. You need to be. I, I think she would do a fabulous job. Do I think you? she's charismatic. I think she's very smart. Okay. I. I, I don't. See I don't little... think she deserves seven and a half million dollars for pacing a few feet every now and then for thirty minutes a day. I think they could. They. I think they could do a lot better than Vanna White as the host. If they're trying to save the show. Vanna White or Ryan Seacrest? Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest out. What does he say? Seacrest out? I don't know. I think it's his catchphrase. That's what he that. used to say. Um, so he used to say it? He dropped it? I, th- I, th- I thought that was out his thing, out? like on American Idol like 20 years ago. Is he no longer on American Idol? <laughs> now you're really stretching. Kendrick Nunn finished second in Rookie of the Year, by the way. John. Thank you. Uh, John I don't Moran. know. I don't watch American Idol. Uh, the only reality TV I watch is Bravo and The Challenge. Yeah, I, I can't say I'm up to date on American Idol. If he's no the idea. host, if he last still says Seacrest out, was last job was a host, talk show host uh, during the day. But yeah, he's got he's uh, like a, he does everything. There you though. go. Like he's a producer, like on every show in Hollywood. Oh, he, he's rolling. In he does a million things. Yeah. I think the last time the oh, so so he's no longer an American Idol and his radio show. He has a radio show. Oh, his radio show. I, yeah, I think he still does like the it. top forty. Is that yeah, national 40. syndicated? Uh, it's syndicated. It's based out of L. A. He, I believe it, it airs every day in L.A. as well. But it he airs is, every day. I believe so. he does a he does a weekday. Oh, he is rolling in dough all over the place. How long is it? I wonder. Do you know that? I don't know. Man, that guy's he's got his hand in everything. You know what? A co- you know what? Um, syndicated radio show that I like mm-hmm. Acoustic Sunrise on Sunday mornings. Never Guilty pleasure. Never you never heard of it? Heard of it? It's on ninety six five. Acoustic Sunrise. They they only play acu- acoustic music. It's a good way to wake up on a Sunday. But with so it's not acoustic. Um, uh, but they're singing, right? It's yeah, not but it's, the, it's, it's not the instrumentals. It's just like John it's Mayer nothing electric. unplugged. You can right? play a guitar. Yeah, right, yeah it's, right, like right, right, right. it's like unplugged. It's like unplugged. It's pretty good. I enjoy it. I like acoustics I on a Sunday morning. I thought morning. about this today because I actually flipped it on for a second this morning. My guilty pleasure is Yacht Rock Radio on satellite radio in the mornings. I've never heard of it. On the weekend. It, it literally is what it sounds like. It's like songs that would be great if you were just like floating on a sailboat with no worries. That sounds worries. fun. Yeah, it's like Doobie Brothers, that kind of stuff, right? And some, sometimes more modern, okay. but it's just more kind of laid-back music. It's not bad. Weird Al makes? No. Oh. No. You know what was scary to me was how many people, including like loyal listeners like Air Platinum, that were closet Weird Al fans. I did not know. Uh, Tyler, that was in here the other day, our old intern that played offensive line Tyler at Michigan Scott? State. No, Tyler Higby. Oh. Big boy. You know, very good and cool. Day. Yeah. Tyler, Weird Al fan. Who, who would have figured that? <laughs> I would not have ever guessed that. No way. I would have never guessed I, that. I wouldn't say I'm a Weird Al fan, but I, I, I liked some of his stuff when I was a kid. If you were uh, watching MTV at all, you were aware, you were force-fed Weird Al. I think, like, I had, like, the DVDs of, like, the music videos. I can't say that. <laughs> you had the 8-tracks of the music videos? I video? would not that want, no, no. All right, what do we got today for our Willow Bits? One must go, and this one... I, I feel like is especially mean, although maybe maybe not, maybe not. I think it's pretty mean. One must go: swimming pools, golf courses, ice cream. Mm. This is very summer Fourth of July themed, I believe. Swimming well, be, pools in to, general, or like in your house? I I think I, I read this as taking a dip. Okay, swimming taking pool, a dip in a swimming. It's pool. easy for me. Swimming pools are gone. See, I, I don't want any part of a swimming pool in my in, like at my house. I have one currently. I don't really want one. Your kids know how to swim? Uh, they're getting there. See, that's why. Like, one, I don't want to maintain it. Secondly, how many drowning deaths have we seen 
Like, I don't want any part of that. We've experienced it a little too personally with our with the family history of myself and my wife, but it is definitely a concern. Yeah, sorry to bring that up. I didn't no, it's that. fine. But at the same time, we have a swimming pool that my daughters probably have used five times a summer over the last two summers. Mm-hmm. Like, but we pay someone to clean it and to maintain it weekly. It's a massive pain in my ass. You don't do it yourself? And it bothers me. No, I'm not... I'm not I don't know everything you're supposed to do. And then the maintenance on the actual pumps and things like that. Don't you just need a little net and like pull out the leaves? We're a member at, we're a member at Lifetime. There's indoor and outdoor pools. If we ever want to go to the pool, it ain't that far away. We can just go there. But I think taking out swimming pools eliminates that pool at Lifetime, though. Like yeah, this I think it's this no pools. You, this it's, it's you like, from pools, period. It's like saying, like, yeah, no ice cream doesn't mean you just don't have ice cream at your house. Yeah, you cannot have ice cream. So you're you never, cannot swim in a pool. You're never swim, jumping in a pool again. I'd never miss it. You're I'm never fine. golf okay. coursing Golf again. and ice cream are good. Pools are out. For me, golf. You drive to Galveston and, and jump into the golfer. muddy waters. Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking, too. Like, I can still jump, I can still jump into the lake and the river, right? Yeah, lakes, rivers, natural bodies of water. This riptide stuff is serious. I was just going to say, be careful yeah. on riptides. Did you know, I saw this on Twitter today, that whenever you get caught up in a riptide... Swing parallel, swim parallel to the shore. They say first float. And don't panic. They, yeah, which, good luck. Yeah. They say first, though, float and then get to a spot where you can swim parallel and then right. get out of the riptide. Right. I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. I, I learned that literally today. I was today's years old. Whenever I learned that. Frank the Tank Billingsley always tells people that when he does the weather. Oh, really? Because he's a big Galveston native. That's smart. So he does. He tells people that. We were at Galveston the other day. I'm probably going swimming pool here, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm probably going swimming pool here, too. Because you can still jump in the ocean. You can still jump in the lake. You can still float the river. Uh, If you're fishing, dropping a line in the lake, you can just jump out to cool off. I'm probably going to... Fish in the pool? Yeah. Fishing no. in the pool when you say we well, can still fish oh, in the yeah, lake you can or still river. Fish. I don't think yeah. you're fishing in the pool unless you get some of those. That off the you could jump off the boat whenever you're fishing in the lake. Uh, I'm probably going pool here too. Like I, I'm keeping golf courses, although I've been in far more pools in the last three years than I have Amen been on to golf that. courses. I agree. Uh, but just the idea of getting on the golf course intrigues me more than the idea of necessarily jumping into a swimming pool. I can't get rid of ice cream. Come on. I I, ice cream is the safest on, on, yes. on, on yeah. for sure. But if I completely controlled the circumstances, I would have golfed way more than I would have been in a swimming pool. But I agree with you that it's been the opposite. Yeah, so I'm, I think we're uh, you and I are going swimming pool. Mapes is going golf Are you golf a golfer, Mapes? No, I, I've, I don't think – no, I maybe – Golfed like two rounds of golf in my life. What'd you shoot? No clue. It was when I was like 17. See, at least you admit it. Paul sucks at golf, but says he's mastered it. That's why he's quitting, and that's a blatant lie. <laughs> I don't think he said that. Yes, no, he did. No, he, he, he absolutely he says, has said that. He says, I don't play anymore because I've mastered the yes, sport. He's fact. obviously joking. <laughs> no one can ever tell. He's, I tell. He's not going to Paul did not Paul does I just not know believe he sucks, so, that he mastered But I also know golf. he's hyper-confident, and so I'm just telling you. I think he's also hyper-sarcastic. <laughs> like, there's okay. no way he believes that he has mastered the game of golf. I think that he is a He thinks bit. he's still an All-American touch football player. I don't doubt that. He did win, like, Texans MVP at the media game. Yeah, he's a good well, media football did, player. Is Raheel a better athlete than Paul? Raheel has won, like, MVPs multiple years in that thing. Oh. Have you ever played in it? I've never played in it. Me either. Never gotten invited. I got invited to the Astros softball game, but it was in the middle of our show. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. In the middle of our show, That's which right. I would be – I have zero interest in playing flag football at my Softball age. game would be fun. Softball, I would play. Yeah. I would play. I'd play the softball. Uh, what are you cutting here? <laughs> One must go. By the what way, is it? Sidebar, real quick, mm-hmm. on the Astros. Mm-hmm. Palillo would absolutely take a day off for every year for the Astros softball game 
because that's how much softball I mean, meant to Palula. He had like 40 days off, though. He also had videotape yeah. highlights that he would show us from his weekend pickup softball games every week. The weather's going to be good this weekend. You, maybe we should go every to week. Memorial Park or something. What position would you play in the Astros media softball game? You'd throw lefty, right? Yep. So it eliminates infield yep. unless you're playing first. Right. All right, one must go. Swimming pool, golf courses, ice cream. What say you? 713-780-3776. What do you need to see from J.P. France? Rubber game in St. Louis. And how about a little perfect game trivia with Domingo Harmon throwing a perfect game? Who was the – has an Astro ever done it, first off? The answer is no. I kind of right, butchered no. that. But there has been a, there has been somebody that has perfect gamed the Astros. Do you remember who that is? 713-780-3776. Killer, Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees. Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. J.P. France on the mound tonight in St. Louis in a rubber game against the St. Louis Cardinals. France, 2-3 and three record, 354 ERA. Adam Wainwright, 3-2 and two with a 656 ERA. Astros have the pitching advantage here. There's no lineup yet for the Astros. Maybe we'll see a blind address sighting. Who knows? I would assume we'll see Altuve again. I don't know. I mean, he homers. This, this is like, he this qualified is, for a day off. He, qual- he earned himself a day off. Abreu's hot. He qualified Abreu for a day Abreu hit a home run. He's, he, he earned a day off. So those guys are questionable whether or not they'll be in the lineup today because they homered yesterday and they earned a day off. Um, we'll see. No lineup yet for the Ashes. And this is like, this is like spring training for, uh, for, for Jose Altuve. So maybe he's not going to play today because of that. Well, I wish Paul Goldschmidt was available to come home. Yeah, he's a good player. He really is. He's a good hitter. He's no Jose Abreu. He's so. a better base runner than people give him credit for. But he's yep. not He's not a liability at first. And he's a really good hitter. Yep. The Astros have been perfect game to once. Domingo Herman, perfect game yesterday against the Oakland single A's. I was stunned that he did it in 99 pitches. A perfect game yep. under 100 pitches. I was like, unbelievable. And then I looked up all of the 24 perfect games in baseball history, 22 mm-hmm. in the World Series era. A lot of guys have done it in less than 100 really? pitches, surprisingly. The last perfect game under 100 pitches actually has a Houston angle. Philip Humber. Oh, the rice pitcher. Actually, it might be Umber. I think the Umber, yeah, the, Philip the, Umber. the rice pitcher. They had, like, the big three. He it did was, it for the Mets? He did it. I think it was for the White Sox. Okay. I think he was the, with the White Sox when he did it. He threw 96 pitches in that game. It was the last pitcher to throw a perfect game Tw- under 100 seven, pitches. Was it in 17 or 12? I think it was in 12. 12. There was three perfect games in 12, actually. Really? One of which was against the Houston Astros. The only time the Astros have ever been perfect gamed in their entire franchise history. The Astros have never had a perfect game. They've, they've never had a perfect game that is thrown by a Houston Astro pitcher. They've been perfect gamed once. It came in 2012. Can I get the opponent? The opponent was the Astros, yes. No. <laughs> I think I know. I think I know. It was it's, the, it's not Carlos Zambrano, is no, it? No, Carlos Zambrano no hit the Astros in Milwaukee. Right. It, in because that controversial, of Hurricane Ike. right? Hurricane Ike. The Astros have also, if you're a believer in game score, which is like measures the innings, the hits, the walks, the strikeouts, the best game score for a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball history is the Kerry Wood game against, against the, the Astros. Astros. Struck out twenty, gave up yeah. one hit to Ricky Gutierrez in Kerry Wood's fifth big league start. Yep, uh, that's the highest game score in Major League history. The opponent was the Giants. Oh man. I remember watching this game, actually. 
who was the the husky kind of blondish redheaded pitcher? You said every hair color. No, it's like I, I, I think like I a know. reddish blonde haired kind of a. I think you Matt. Be, yeah, Matt's yeah, his first name. You got it. Um, bring it home, Joel. Bring it home. Oh, what's his last name? It's not Matt. Matt's not his last name. No, I know. Okay, well, we're not going to bore the listeners. You Darvish was close. Remember the U Darvish one? He went. He got twenty six up, uh, twenty six down with Texas. Was right? the Rangers? Yeah. With the Rangers, yeah, yeah. gave up a hit to the final out that he needed, which was Marwin Gonzalez. Wow. Marwin Gonzalez nice. got that weak ground ball up the middle. Bang the can. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. What? What's Matt's name? Matt Kane. Matt Kane. Matt Kane. Thirty five, right? Number thirty five, I believe. Ah, uh, I, I think. Don't know. I'm trying to redeem myself. Uh, I've been yeah, on, yeah. I've been on know, the path you, of it. And you I, I need think this I'm one. Trying to redeem yep, myself. number 35. Did you wear 35? Yeah. When I was a kid, 100%. I would I I would remember everybody's numbers. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I know nobody's numbers. Yes, it's 100%. weird. Like, is that you're the same way? I'm the I was, same exact the other way. night. I was sitting there going, "What number does Dame Lillard wear?" And I should know this. Yeah. And I literally had to Google it. Going, let's see what. And I go through all the numbers, and everything like that. And I know the retired numbers in Portland. I'm going, how do I not know zero this? or one? Right, zero, zero. Yeah. I, I struggle with numbers. As a kid, I had every number memorized. Now as an adult, I don't know numbers. I used to know everybody's college, too, in terms of basketball oh, yeah. and, and a lot, most of football. I and, can do that all right now, I think. Yeah, but I used to know every, obviously for NBA, I'd know every one. And I took pride in it. And guys in the office, we would challenge each other. But football, I'd be pretty darn good at it, too. But it slipped, for sure. Yeah, baseball's different because you know you don't guys have different pathways. Yeah. Sometimes you don't go to college. Also, Matt Cain wore number eighteen. Did he? Yeah. Oh, he didn't wear thirty five. Yeah. Dang. Are you thinking Lincecum? No, I'm not. Okay. I, I was thinking Matt Cain. Oh, okay. I just I thought he wore. I really did think he wore a number in the thirties. Yeah. So if the Astros maybe maybe J P. France does a perfect game tonight. First perfect game in Astros history. Mm, no, I just need him to do a quality start. Isn't I, I'm looking kinda, for a quality start. Isn't it kind of crazy that there's only been twenty four of these ever? And there's only been 22 in the World Series era, which started in like early 1900s. Well, the first one ever was in the 1800s, right? The, that was pre-World Series yeah, era. The first World Series era one was Cy Young. Wow. Yeah, which was early, like 1902 or something like the, that. Len Barker did it, I think. How many cycles? There's been tons of cycles. Oh, what's, what's the offensive equivalent to the perfect game? Probably four home run Prob- games. Four, four, four home run game would be pretty tough. There's probably less, right? Yeah, yeah there's probably less four home run games than 24. Six hit game? There have been 15 yeah. four-home run games. 15? That's that's more than I would have guessed. Pretty I, close. I thought it would have been in single digits. Do you digits. have who did it? What's that? Do you have who did who? All, everybody that's done it? I think Carlos Delgado got one. I, I think Bob yeah. Horner did it. I don't see him on the list, but it doesn't look like they included everybody. Okay. It's, it just has a range. It says Mike Schmidt, Willie Mays, Chuck Klein, Lou Gehrig. It I, Mark I can Whitten. see why Carlos Delgado didn't make that list. Oh, here. Actually, Carlos Delgado didn't. Oh, yeah, Delgado did do it. Here's the full list here. Who did you say? Uh, I said uh, Bob Horner. Yeah, he did it. Okay. Bob Horner did it. Good good recall. Thank you. Yeah. How many cycles have there been in Major League Baseball? I think there's been a lot. Like hundreds. Uh, What's his name from the Reds? Delacruz just did it the other night. Yeah. 343. I think that's the equivalent. The equivalent cycles and no hitters. Mm. Well, if you think about it, there's only one starting pitcher per game, and there's nine yeah. hitters per game. So cycles and no hitters, perfect. not perfect games, makes sense. Three hundred and forty-three yeah. cycles, three hundred and nineteen no hitters. That was the one. That's what. Yeah. So perfect games. That's got to be the hardest thing. Yeah, the craziest thing with the perfect games. Obviously, is that- it's the hardest thing for a how many great pitchers <laughs> have thrown the perfect game though? Because you've got like you 24. said, Philip Humber. No, I'm per- like great pitchers. I'm saying like oh. Hall of Fame type pitchers or really good pitchers. Cy Young, I think I would count. I him. would count him. I wouldn't count Philip Humber. No offense no. to Philip Humber. No, that was the Felix highlight Hernandez of his career by one. far. 
Who did? Uh, Armando Galarraga should have. Actually, yeah. it wasn't Armando. That was the what was Tigers. his first name? Yeah, the, Freddy? But it was Galarraga and, and I can't it remember was the his Tigers for sure. Yeah, Adi Joss. He was good. Don Larson threw a perfect game. Don Larson. Jim Bunning, one. Sandy Koufax, Catfish Hunter. Okay. Dennis Martinez. Remember Dennis Martinez? Didn't Len Barker throw one? I don't think so. I do. Uh, I kind of do. Also, it's I yeah. Think, he did. He did. He did. Okay. He threw one in '81. I was already past that one. It's wild that there's been four Yankees perfect games. Well, it's the Goldilocks boss, clearly. Yeah, but there's been 24 in history, and one team has four of them. Yeah, has almost 10. percent David Wells, no, David Cohn, Randy but, Johnson did it at well, the age of 40. That's crazy. You just got all four of them. Dallas Braden, Wells, Cohn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Herman, Larson. Yeah. Roy Halladay threw one. Yep. Said Felix that. Hernandez. Is the Halliday threw it in the playoff right? game. Ah, uh, was it the playoff game? I thought that was a no hitter. Was a yeah, no hitter in the no playoff no game? In, in a, a playoff. Okay. Yeah. But the perfect game was elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. The perfect game was in May against the Florida R. Marlins. Roy yeah. Yeah. That's thirty for thirty. I mean, go Herman. How do you put game. him in that list? The cheater. I don't know. It's ridiculous. All right, so you, Tacky. Want, you want to see France quality start? See what I did there? Is that enough to get the win for the Astros? Yeah, I think it should be. I think quality starts. The Astros offense should score a little bit. The, the thing that they have going against them is they scored 10 runs last night. And we know well, that when the Astros scored 10 runs. How about runs, fast starts in both games of this series? It went like a three spot yesterday, and they give, they give it up at, by the second. Yeah. That was brutal. Dusty, after the game, he's like, well, we got off to a good start, but then they got off to a good start. Yeah, you got broke even <laughs> after the first. You had a three-run lead, and after going into the second, like you were tied. I kind of like that from Dusty. <laughs> yeah, we got off to a good start. Yeah, he's like, yeah, and then they did, too. Uh, yeah, seven runs combined in the first inning yesterday. Which of these guys doesn't belong finds the lineup tonight? Bl- uh, Madris, Kessinger. He likes to rotate them. I don't think Bly will play. I don't think Jake will play. I bet you, I bet you Jokes and Chaz Jokes are back is in there in. today. Yep, Jolks is in there today, I believe. Ooh, rare feats in baseball. Grand sl- two grand slams in the same inning. Remember Ooh, Fernando Tati Senior did that? Yeah. Is he the yeah. only one? Yeah, I think so. That's that's probably he's the, the only one. Yeah, really. I mean, double grand slams oh, in I the know same how innings. Tough it is, but... Coming up twice with but the you would think loaded, in the amount of crazy. games that are played in baseball in the history of the game, someone's done it as well. That's so hard. Same though. innings, the hard part. Yeah, same game, right? Is a big. Is you know what's really? I just googled it. He's the only one that's done it. What's really odd about that is he did it against the same pitcher. The pitcher was still in the game? Chan Ho Park. And it was a decent pitcher. Like, it's interesting <laughs> that the pitcher stayed in the game. Yeah, and, and it's very like, much like so. He should have already been taken out. No. It's like saving a bullpen. That's fascinating. That's crazy. What's the Woolhouse leading their show off with today? Um, Man. Uh, Jake starting with the perfect game. Borat swimsuits. For sure. Faux pas or fashionable? I think they're going to talk about how Jose Altuve is the straw that stirs the Astros' drink. And if he was able to play the slot receiver spot for the Texans, he would lead them to a 10-win season. I think at running back, the defense couldn't see him, and he would gain five yards of carry. A little Darren Sproles. Like a little Darren Altuve. Don't mess with Darren Could you Sproles, imagine Altuve in the pads? It's a bad man. Darren Sproles, K-State. Darren Sproles. Do you remember don't, Quentin Griffin? Don't mess with him. Remember Quentin Griffin? He played at Oklahoma. He's an Aldean guy. All right, that's it for us. Thanks to Sean Mate for doing all the hard work. He's blank. I'm Brandon. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. The Wheelhouse is next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.